Laser Victory Podcast. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Steve Irvine. And, Steve, we've got a huge game on our hands uh, this Saturday down in Athens against those uh, Georgia Bulldogs. Um, it's going to be a tough task, but, hey, another good chance of getting some national spotlight for this UAB program on ESPN2. But how's it going over there, Steve? I mean, it's all good. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited, uh, like everybody else, for uh, for this challenge. I mean, it's certainly uh, a huge challenge, in, you know, in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, it's uh, it, it's going to be fun. I mean, it's going to be, uh, you know, you like to get, you know, you like tests like this. Um, you like to be, you know, you like to have uh, good health after the test like this. And, uh, but, you know, we'll, you know, and, you know, especially with a conference game coming up next week and, you know, a conference opener and, uh, but, but, you know, you can't look, I can't look to that one right now. You got to look to this one and it'll, it'll be, uh, it'll be a fun afternoon. Definitely. And guys, I was able to, um, have a chance to interview, uh, Rusty Mansell from, uh, 20, from 247 Sports and Dogs 247. Um, you know, he does a great job on there, you know, covering Georgia and also uh, just national, you know, recruiting. Um, but he also has a podcast called the Junkyard Dogcast that he does with Jake Rowe and Kip Adams. You know, I've been able to give them a listen um, a couple of times uh, lately, especially. Um, and they all do a great job uh, covering Georgia for 247. But you will get to hear that uh, interview in just a little bit. Um, but Steve, Steve and I, as always, are going to kind of, you know, just set up. Sat, what Saturday is going to look like for UAB and this game, you know, is going to be 2.30 p.m. Central Time. And as I mentioned earlier, is going to be televised on ESPN2. But of course, as always, you can listen locally on Jocks 94.5 FM with uh, David Crane, Steve and Trey Raglan on the call. Now, some news just did break <laughs> literally right before we started recording, Steve. And it was from Dogs247. Um, evidently starting quarterback. Uh, for Georgia, JT Daniels, you all know the name, is dealing with injury. And he is actually uh, questionable right now uh, for the UAB game. Um, it looks like um, it was an upper body injury, um, like an oblique or rib injury. Um, so he is questionable for Saturday. Now, what that means is that uh, the backup quarterback that Kirby Smart did say during this press conference is going to be Carson Beck, the redshirt freshman. Now, Carson Beck has not played in a college football game. He did play in their spring game, but, you know, you really can't take a whole lot from the spring game. He ended up going 22 of 31 for just uh, over 200 yards passing and got a couple touchdowns. But, again, that was a spring game. And, Steve, you know, I texted you before we started recording, and I said you might think that I'm crazy after we do our preview. But I think that there is a there's a chance. I'm not saying there's a large chance, but there's UAB's got a shot in this ball game. Now, especially with if if JT Daniels doesn't play, and I really honestly I don't see him playing at all. Like if 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 that if it's that serious, they're definitely going to hold him out for the UAB game, and you know possibly get him ready for South Carolina, or I think they've got Vanderbilt after that. They might hold him out a couple weeks, to be honest. Um, so I kind of expect uh, Beck or the other guy to start for Georgia. And I don't know, Steve. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a talented guy, but with that inexperience and also, you know, you'll, um, you guys will get to hear my interview with uh, Rusty in a little bit where there's, you know, some inexperience on the offensive line too. So 
Steve, you can go ahead and tell me how crazy I am, <laughs> but I think yeah. we've got a shot, man. Well, I mean, you know, here's my way of thinking. You, you always have a shot. I mean, you know, right. if there's just two teams there, I always have a shot. Um, I, I, I personally think, uh, I don't know anything about it. I personally think JT Daniels will at least be ready. I mean, I, I really think, uh, you know, I'm a, I believe, you know, and I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe he won't, but you know, he'll be ready. Um, if he's not, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Carson Beck, you know, has not played, but, um, you know, in a college game, but you know, he's still, he's still got a lot of talent, you know, and, and honestly, it may just change the way they do things. Now, if you don't, you know, obviously they're a better football team when JT Daniels is in the game, plain and simple. That's been proven. There's no doubt. Yeah. Um, right. but with, you know, in, in a game like this, when, when they probably feel like they have UAB outmanned a little bit physically, um, you know, besides, you know, size wise, particularly, um, you know, it just might change the way they do things. You might see a more, you know, trying to uh, establish a running game a little more than you would have if JT Daniels was in there, you know, and, um, or, you know, and they, you know, they also have Stetson Bennett behind them who's played a lot of snaps, you know, behind Beck. Yeah. And, and, you know, now he, he obviously um, didn't have the success that JT Daniels did when he got in there, but, you know, he's played a lot of snaps. So, you know, they have experience, an experienced yeah. guy. Yeah, they have a guy back there at least. Um, but you know, one thing that, that coach Clark has always talked about complained about a little bit when, um, in games and, and when UAB plays against, uh, sec schools, he feels like the, the, um, the officials, a lot of times, um, will let them kind of get away a little bit with some holding and, and basically use their physical, you know, just kind of hold on and, and hold on and, just grind it out, you know, with, and, and get right. away with some stuff, you know, physically, um, you know, and so, you know, that, that could be their approach. I mean, they, you know, if, if, if they don't have JT Daniels, but I mean, it also Carson Beck could come and throw the ball around the yard too. You know I mean? You just, you just don't know. He's a backup quarterback at Georgia. He's got to yeah. be pretty good. You know, he's got, he's, he's got to have some talent, <laughs> you know, not experience, but talent. So, so I don't know, you know, I don't know what to make of it. I, you know, again, I know that George is better with JT Daniels. If he doesn't play, I think that gives UAB a better chance to win, no doubt. But, uh, you know, we'll see, you know, we'll see on Saturday what happens. And, you know, I, I think if, if he doesn't play, you know, if he doesn't play and UAB can do a good job against the running game, then George is in trouble, you know, offensively. Right you know, offensively, you know, that, but, but as they've proven, they can win games with their defense. I guess a really <laughs> yeah, good thing. We'll team. get into that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, we'll see. I mean, you know, it, it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's intriguing, no doubt. And, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll just see what happens, you know, on Saturday and, um, you know, and for them before Saturday getting who, you know, who they're getting ready. And, um, it, it'll be, it'll be, it's kind of fun to sit back and watch it. No doubt. Definitely. And then I'm actually, you know, making the trip over to Athens uh, this Saturday. So I'm excited to right. you know, see the campus and see downtown Athens and everything. So I'm, I'm oh, it's great. going to have fun regardless, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a great town, great stadium, great atmosphere. Um, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've been there you know, a few times and have never had anything but, uh, you know, a good time there, you know. And, and so it's, it's going to be 
it's going to be fun. And, you know, again, it's you know a challenging game, but it's going to be certainly something that uh, some good memories are made. Definitely. Now, before we switch over to the uh, preview and the defensive side of the ball for the Bulldogs, I do want to um, just kind of give my take on what I do think that Georgia is going to try to do to UAB. And it's kind of what you just mentioned earlier, Steve. I, I think they're going to try to get Zamir White going in that run game and get the run game established against the UAB defense. And honestly, that's what they were able to do against Clemson. I mean, you know, the, the, the final score last week to the Clemson game, uh, Georgia just won 10 to three. They did not have a single offensive touchdown in that game. The only touchdown in that game was a, a pick six uh, that Georgia returned, uh, you know, for a touchdown, obviously. But, I mean, they really just kind of established on both sides of the ball the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And, you know, Zamir White ended up having 13 carries for 74 yards. I mean, that was just, what, what do you call it, one of those old-school football games, just ground and pound. And that's exactly what Georgia, you know, did to Clemson. And um, I, I definitely can see them trying to establish the run game early on um, against UAB. Um but, I mean, we've talked before, Steve, you know, our defensive line is deep. Now, it's, I mean, it's obviously, you know, a group of five defense. But I think, you know, if we could stop them early and gain some momentum, I think that um, we'll be able to kind of dictate how Georgia wants to play this game. And if an inexperienced quarterback ends up having to take some shots, and, you know, I, I, I'm really, you know, confident with our secondary as well, I think maybe we can force them into mistakes and um, try to uh, get some, you know, turnovers and try to convert those turnovers into points. Now um, on the defensive side of the ball for Georgia, um, that front seven, man. And uh, you know, you'll hear me and Rusty talk about it in a minute, but I mean, I think this is hands down the best front seven in, in, in college football right now. They are just talented. Oh, they're incredible. And you know, there's, there's certainly no way that, you know, UAB or you know, probably a lot of teams are going to see a you know a, as good a, a guy up up front, you know, a run stuffer type guy as, as Jordan Davis. I mean, Jordan Davis is, I mean, he's an NFL guy right now. You know, oh, and, yeah. um, be huge, just uh, makes just makes plays. You know, he he allows others to make plays by by the, as many guys you have to um, you have to use blocking him. You know, and and then they got Devontae Wyatt right next to him who's Six three three fifteen, you know. So he's another big dude in in the <laughs> middle that you you know, and that's just the you know that's just the inside guys. And then you know obviously Adam Anderson coming um you know coming off to Nolan Smith at the Jack, uh you know, Quay Walker, Channing Tindall, Trayvon Walker. I mean you, I mean you just yeah. go down the list. I mean it's just uh, it's amazing how good and they're deep there too. Now they got some they got some you know a lot of guys that can play. And, you know, and the one thing they do too is as good as they are in that front seven, they, they're really well coached and they really have some different ways of, of creating pressure, right. you know, and, and, um, you know, I think that's one thing that hurt, hurt Clemson. I thought, I, you know, watching Clemson, I thought Clemson was confused a lot and, um, you know, and when you get confused against guys this talented, you're in trouble, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, cause you, you don't, you can't make a mistake and, and think you're going to get away with it. Uh, you know, if, if, you know, when you're, when you're confused and these guys will make you pay, you know? And, and uh, so it, that's a, that's a huge challenge. And, and I think it's a huge challenge to me, especially that, uh, you know, UAB, I really feel needs to at least be able to run the ball some. Yeah. You know, I don't know how much, how much, you know, they're going to be able to run the ball. I mean, it's a defense that, you know, a year ago led the nation in, in rushing defense. 
Um, and, and we'll do it again this year, probably. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, you know, you, you, you know, you, you, I don't think you, you don't go in the game going, okay, we're going to win this game by running the football only, you know, no. um, you just don't, but, but I do think that they have to have some sort of, uh, ability to, to, to run, you know, and, and, or, you know, that ability to run, but also ability to use maybe the short passing game sometimes as you're running game, uh, you know, oh, getting, yeah. the, getting the quick stuff out and, and, and getting something out of it, you know, instead of, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, to kind of keep from the sacks and that kind of thing. Cause you know, there's a defense that, I mean, they had seven sacks a week ago, eight tackles for a lot of seven sacks. In a bowl game last year against Cincinnati, they had eight sacks and 12 tackles for loss. So, you know, they're, they're going to get after you. And um, so so you, you're going to have to use that short pass game a little bit as you're running game. But they, I, I do think it's just really important that there's there's some semblance of a running game. You know, you just can't – I don't think you can rely on just, you know, dropping back and, and you know, just throwing the ball. Because, I, you know, I think, I, you know, one thing that SEC teams have often done against uh, – against, you know, UAB and, and probably a lot of, you know, group of five teams is, you know, they'll put those safeties back deep and say, okay, we're not, you're not throwing over the top of us. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're going to be, you have to beat us by running the ball and then, you know, the, you know, we're going to man up on the outside and see what you can do. And, um, you know, so I think that, you know, I think you'll see a lot of that. You'll see those two safeties deep and, um, and just, you know, just try to make sure that, you know, you don't give up anything cheap. And see if UAB can, uh, you know, can drive the ball, you know. And you know, I, I, hey, UAB's capable. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, they're capable of doing some good things. Um, I do think, you know, it's going to be very important in this game. I, you know, I love the, I love the job that Brian Vincent did, you know, against Jacksonville State. I thought he did a great job of play calling. He did a uh, great job of game planning. And he's going to have to do that again. I mean, you're not just going to line up and say, okay. You know, you're going to beat this. You know, I, I need you to beat this guy, you know, this corner, like you've talked to a receiver. I need you, you know, I need you to beat him man on man. And, and that's, you know, that's it. You know, I mean, you're going to have to really do a good job of, uh, of coming up with some routes that uh, are going to get guys open, you know, by, by the routes. And, um, you know, certainly capable of it. I thought he did a great job of that against Jacksonville State. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's, it's a challenge, but it's a fun challenge, you know, and I'll tell oh, you yeah. what, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see how, um, how Dwayne McBride uh, re- reacts to this situation, you know, coming Hold off on of, to the ball. please. Yeah. I mean, coming off a week when he, when he, when he dropped the ball twice and uh, you know, playing at SEC stadium against the best run, you know, rush defense in the country. Um, I, I, you know, I look to see, I'm look forward to see how he, he reacts to that, you know, right. and, um, you know, I think he'll react well, but, but you just never know till you're put in that situation. Uh, but it's going to be fun to watch to me. I mean, it's going to be, you know, one of the stories of the game to me, you know, and then also up front, you know, just seeing the job that, um, you know, this, I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about how good UAB is up front and they are, they're very good. Oh yeah, uh, they won't have a challenge like this the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be. I, I'm I'm lo- I'm really looking forward to seeing how they they handle a challenge like this. I mean, and you know they're a, excited. You know they're excited. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, this is what you want to do. You know, it's a. Uh, I mean, you don't want everything to be easy. I mean, you, you, no. you just don't. You want it to be a challenge, and um, this is a challenge. I mean, I, I'm telling you, Jordan Davis. I mean, I. <laughs> I, I'm sitting, you know, on Saturday, I'll be sitting 
you know, 200 yards, 300 yards away from him or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's sitting in the sky and, and I'm still having nightmares about him. I mean, I'm already having nightmares about him and I don't even have to block him. Right. Be, be near him and I'm having nightmares about him. So that's how good this guy is, you know? And, and so, um, yeah, you know, it, it's just, I, I just think there's just so many fun challenges in this thing for UAB that it's, it's just, you know, just, just looking forward to see how they, how they react to it. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get down there and see what happens. Um, now, one thing, too, Steve, that I think that Vincent will try to do that, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember them doing this against Jacksonville State, but I could definitely see uh, them running a lot more screens, you know, against Georgia because, you know, hurry up, maybe try to, you know, get the ball out, maybe catch them, you know, blitzing or just try to catch them sleeping because I really don't think we ran a single screen play in that Jacksonville state game. I mean, our listeners will correct me too, if I'm wrong, but I don't remember seeing the screen. Play. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember that being uh, certainly wasn't a big part of the game plan. I don't remember if there was one or not, but that, yeah, that's going to be the kind of thing that you have to, you know, have to make happen. And, you know, I think you have some guys that can make that happen. Uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I, I think the the one thing that, that I thought UAB, UAB did a little more of against Jacksonville State that that uh, than they did, you know, last last year, last couple of years is is kind of the eye candy stuff, the moving guys and, and right. just, uh, you know, kind of um, taking, you know, just obviously with uh, Rajay Johnson Sanders, you know, kind of doing the jet sweep look. And, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, movement type of stuff, too, to, to try to, um, you know, put some pressure on them you know, try to confuse them a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I think the quick game has got to have to be a, a big part of it, you know, um, cause it's just, you, you know, I, I don't think that you, uh, these guys are too good up front to just think you're going to, you know, there was times against Jacksonville state where Tyler had a lot of time, you know, there was yes. a time where, where Ryan Davis came all the way across the field, uh, you know, and, and, and made a catch. And I think, uh, Prince might have had did the same thing at one point, and just there was a lot of um, uh, there was a lot you know on one of Shropshire's catches when the uh, there's they went three three receivers on one side, and and he basically you know they 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 made it look like it was a you know all, all three were going deep on it, and then he he cut to the sideline behind the other two, you know those things take a long time to you know little time to develop. Um, yeah. you're not going to have that kind of luxury for the mm -hmm. most part, you know, you know, you're going to have to do that some, but you, you for the most part, you're not going to have that kind of luxury. And so, uh, Definitely. you know, it's, you got to get it out. I mean, and, um, you know, and, and the other thing that, you, um, kind of the pressure that UAB, you know, puts on you on the perimeter with the big, you know, with the big Jack linebackers and ends and Sam linebackers and that kind of thing. You know, this is kind of, you know, these guys are long too. You know, these, these are, George is very long on the, on the outside. So that puts pressure on Tyler um, or, or Dylan Hopkins or Lucero, whoever's playing to, um, mm -hmm. you know, that takes that, that, that takes some kind of an option away getting a little quick thing outside sometimes because it's hard to get it, to get it over those guys. So that's a challenge. You know, there's just so many challenges here that, um, that you don't see, you know, and certainly on a typical <laughs> conference USA weekend. Um, so, right. so, so it's, you know, just some things that, that just some challenges there. And I, you know, again, we, you know, you gotta be crazy if you're not looking forward to it. Right. And, you know, just going over, you know, a quick weakness that Georgia might have um, on the defensive side of the ball is their secondary, you know, with their uh, DBs. Um, so, 
if if Tyler can just get a couple seconds to hold, if if the line can hold up for just a few seconds and maybe try and take some shots, um, then you know I definitely uh, like us uh, our chances in this game. Um, but also on the offensive side of the ball, um, you know Georgia's kind of weak at wide receiver. You know they've got some walk-ons playing. Um, now they do have a very talented tight end, Brock Bowers, um, who was the um, was targeted the most in the Clemson game. He had six catches for 43 yards. Um, so look for them to, uh, you know, look for Bowers um, again in this UAB game for Georgia. But I don't know, Steve. I, I can't wait to, you know, just get down there, uh, see him play between the hedges and just see what happens. And, hey, guys, you know, we'll be back um, in a few days to have our uh, instant reaction uh, podcast. So, you know, if 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 I if if I'm right, you're going to be like, wow, that John Duncan guy was actually, you know, a pretty smart guy. He saw this coming. Or, or he's going to be like, man, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, hey, it's it's easy to call somebody idiot afterwards. You know, I mean, I, hey, yeah. you you got you got to be confident going in, no matter who, you know, no matter what, and right. and you know, just just I now I'm certainly. I'll just say this for the record. I'm certainly not as confident as you are, <laughs> but you know, but, but you never know. I mean, go out and play it. I mean, that's the one thing, the one thing I like about this, about, about UAB in this situation is you don't have a team that's going to be odd by the situation. Right. I mean, you don't have a team that's going to walk in there and look around and go, Oh my gosh, look where we are. And, you know, I mean, you have a veteran team who played a lot of games, had a lot of success you know, played some of these games, you know, certainly never won one of these, but are really never came close to winning one, but they're not going to be overcome by the moment, you know? And, and I think there's been times where, you know, there's been a couple of teams that might've been overcome by the moment a little bit in, in a, in a big setting like this. And, uh, you know, so, so I do think there's that, I do think, I do think that's a, something you can hang on to a little bit, you know, now I, I do think, um, home crowd wise or, or, you know, being on the road wise, I think this is the biggest challenge they've had at SEC stadium. Yes. Um, since I think since the return, you know, because, because mm-hmm. you look at, you know, Texas A&M obviously is a tough place to play, but that night, I mean, there was the, the, the upper deck was maybe a quarter filled, maybe a half filled. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a typical night there, you know, certainly Tennessee when they played Tennessee, you know, were um, going through some tough times. So, so, you know, they didn't have a, you know, a great crowd. Uh, The Florida game uh, in 18 or 17. Yeah. They were um, struggling. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, I mean, it was, I mean, these are good crowds and loud crowds. Don't get me wrong, but they're not what they could be. You know, right. I think I think in in this case, this might be the first time that you go into a place that's going to be full and amped up and is as excited as you as you know as they get. You know, other than the big, you know, if Alabama was in town or, or you know an SEC game type thing, yeah, but right. but I mean, it's, it's going to be full and and loud. So I think they're, you know, I think that's the biggest challenge that they've had since you know since the return, certainly. Uh, crowd-wise, you know, and 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 opposing stadium-wise, um, not that again, not that any of those were easy. Um, you know, this this is just a little different, you know, and uh, so that there is that. But you know, going back to the first point was, uh, you know, I just think that there, you know, there's nobody on this UAB roster that's going to be overwhelmed by the moment. You know, I just don't think there is. I mean, you know, there's a couple young guys, you know, the Magman Williams and. You know, a couple of young guys that you know may maybe not have been quite in this situation, um, but I still don't, I just don't see them being overwhelmed by it, and and that and you know that's encouraging. It really is. 
definitely. And it's, it's going to be a lot different than that Miami game was last year. Um, also, oh, too. totally different. I mean, it's night and day. I mean, it's <laughs> right. night and day. No. Yes. Well, guys, we are excited, uh, you know, to get down there to Athens this Saturday. And, um, you know, if you if you're unable to make the trip, uh, make sure and uh, tune in on ESPN2, you know, uh, 230 uh, UAB Georgia on ESPN2. But also get your radio out, um, you know, get pull out your iHeartRadio, whatever UAB app and tune in uh, to David Crane, uh, Steve Irvine and Trey Ragland on the call. And we just can't wait to get over there and get the ball kicked off and hope that our Blazers, you know, can go in there and play well, which we both think that they are capable of doing that. Um, But without further ado, um, I am going to go ahead and play my interview that I had with Rusty Manziel. And just thanks again, Rusty, for coming on. Um, But we'll be back uh, after the game for a reaction. See you guys later. Well, all right, guys, welcome back to the Blazer Victory Podcast. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and I am Pleased to be joined by Rusty Mansell of uh, 247 and Dogs 247. Uh, and he also has a great podcast that he does with uh, Jake Rowe and Kip Adams. You know, they all do a great job on Dogs 247, uh, but especially on that Junkyard Dogcast podcast. Uh, but Rusty, uh, welcome aboard to the Blazer Victory podcast. Thank you for uh, setting some time aside to, you know, out of your busy schedule to make some time with me this evening. Yeah, man. I look forward to it. I was actually in Birmingham recently, probably a couple weeks ago, and I'd Came up uh, by UAB, uh, just coming off the directions and ran by. That's the first time I'd seen their practice facility. Uh, nice, nice new uh, um, outdoor practice facility. It's covered, like semi-covered type deal, but uh, it looks pretty good. And there was a couple blocks over, a really good pizza place on the corner. And I hate, I can't remember what it was, but it was right off the UAB campus downtown. And snuck in some good pizza. Don't tell my wife, but it was it was a good little trip to burn. <laughs> Well, good. And I know, I mean, you could tell, you know, just coming in this time, you know, to Birmingham and at UAB, especially just, you know, we've got this nice new practice facility, nice. very nice new stadium, you know, that we get to kick it off October 2nd against Liberty. Did you uh, have a chance to drive? I did drive not. See, I actually went to see Hoover practice because Hoover played. And now I remember why I was there. Hoover played in the Corky Kale uh, kickoff classic over in Mercedes Benz. I went over That's to watch right. Hoover practice. Yeah, that was why I was over there. So. Didn't get a chance to see their new stadium, but definitely heard a lot about it. And I know there's some buzz around UAB and and a big win last week on uh, national TV to kick off college football. It was awesome. I watched about three quarters of that game and um, very, very physical team. And I know they got things, looks like things rolling in, in, in the right direction. And when you get a new stadium, it just creates so much more energy, so much more buzz around your program and your kids are excited and um, you know, they got a big opportunity then, but they got a really big opportunity Saturday in Athens. Yes, definitely, you know, excited for our Blazers to go down to Athens and take down the uh, try to uh, take on the Bulldogs of Georgia and, you know, another national spotlight for you. Sure. you know, this game's going to be on ESPN, too. So that's, you know, Georgia's used to the spotlight, but this is great for, uh, you know, UAB to get another uh, nationally televised game. And, you know, I, I don't know if you uh, keep up much with Conference USA, but, you know, a lot of our games end up on Facebook and on these weird, yeah. weird, uh, you know, channels. But it's great. Uh, it's definitely great to uh, have another game on ESPN for sure. Um, now, Rusty, I did want to just ask you um, very quickly, going off of Kirby Smart's uh, press conference for the UAB game, um, he, he he didn't, you know, um, he, he went straight into it and said that he has a lot of respect for Bill Clark and the UAB program. Uh, do you think that, is that just him giving coach speak, or do you really think Kirby, you know, has the respect for UAB, what he said? And, and also, you know, even going before the press conference, post-game, 
of the Clemson game, he said that, you know, quote, that they have a really tough game coming up against UAB. So do you think that's just coach speak or do you really think he feels that? Uh, no, I, he certainly feels that. Um, you know, I know that Kirby spent a lot of time, obviously, in the state of Alabama and with, with you know, and he knows Bill Clark well. And uh, there's certain tendencies now that you, we've covered Kirby Smart for so long. There's, you know, I won't beat around the bush. I call it the shortest handshake in the history of college football every year when Dan <laughs> Bowling plays Kirby Smart. I mean, they don't they don't sit around and chum it up. They don't they don't try to defend it, try to hide it. They they'll shake each other's hand and they don't they don't take but a second. You know what I mean? And uh, right. for him to speak the way he did on Bill Clark and to talk about you know UAB you know before he left the field, Clemson tells you that he knows what's coming up and. In this day and age, it's one of those things where, you know, you work all offseason and you have a, you know, you have a group of guys that have, you know, they've already game planned for UAB. They've watched every tape and they'll just add to what they saw from Jacksonville State. So, you know, it's not like this is a Kirby Smart going to sit down on Sunday and take a look at some tapes on UAB. You spend a week, you know, in the offseason, you watch UAB from offensive side, you watch them from a defensive side, you know, you got a hundred freaking analysts in the building at some of these sec schools. So yeah, these guys, these guys watch tape year round. So, uh, I, they probably have a pretty good idea, but he also has enough to know that, Hey, they're very well coached. Uh, they're very physical. And, you know, from watching that Jack, cause I know Jack state, I know that program pretty well. And I know a lot of guys from that I've covered in high school that are over there, Sean Brown, at you know, Tennessee transfer and, uh, some of those guys are over there. Uh, their quarterback covered him in high school, transferred from Clemson. So I know they have a lot of transfers over there. So to, to see what UAB did to them, that that got my attention. I know it got you know, the Georgia staff and, and the Georgia players certainly probably their attention as well. Definitely. And also, you know, with the Jacksonville State UAB connection, you know, Coach John Gross under Jacksonville State, sure. uh, you know, he coached under Clark. So there's a lot of intertwined between uh, both coaching staffs. So it just even goes to show even more of, you know, the dominant the dominant effort that UAB, you know, gave on their shutout victory 31 nothing over Jacksonville State. Uh, but can you talk to us a little bit about that dominating uh, front seven that we got to see from Georgia um, against Clemson? I mean, they just pretty much shut down. Uh, Clemson's offense. Uh, can you talk us just just a little bit about their front front seven of Georgia? Yeah, I mean we I kind of have not danced around it, you know, in our podcast and some of the interviews I've done in the past two weeks. And I've said I don't know how long you have watched Georgia football. I don't know how long you've been a fan. People that are fans of Georgia, but I, I promise you, I'm not sure they've ever had a front seven like this ever. Now they've had great players and a group of them, but as far as the total position by position and i started catching wind of it um and the best some of the best sources and they don't just talk to anybody it takes years to to meet these people and kind of get their trust so i can't really rat them out or use everything but there was a ton of buzz among the nfl scouts and and what august is for the nfl scouts they get to go to every practice they'll go to georgia then they'll go to clemson then they'll go to south carolina then they'll go to uab the middle of tennessee they make that swing uh before the season starts so they can get all their information and, and get get back to the nfl and start working on their reports and everything but i started talking to some scouts and there were some guys like saying some really unique things i would say about georgia and and what they look like up front and i knew that clemson wasn't the strongest an offensive line group. I didn't know that George was going to basically shut them out. Um, yeah. Field gold here, there, but uh, 
they dominated, that they're big. I mean, Jordan Davis is he's six seven, three forty. Um, you know, Devontae Wyatt is, you know, I, I think he ran a four eight flat at three hundred and ten pounds. Trayvon Walker, six five, two fifty. You know, here's a kid that can run a four six. I mean, they're just they're freaky there. Now I don't know how good their secondary is. They're all highly recruited. But the best thing I can say about their secondary is their best friend is that defensive line and those linebackers because there's a, they bring a ton of pressure on you. And, you know, I, I think looking at Georgia, you got to have a guy that can move because if you sit back there and you're kind of a stationary guy, and, and, and DJ can move a little bit, but he's not a Deshaun Watson. He's not a Trevor Lawrence. He doesn't bring that type of element. And when they know where you're going to be and you start letting those guys pin their ears back, that's how you end up with seven sacks and a ton of pressure. So, you know, I'm sure UAB knows we got to we got to move our guy. We got to move him out of the pocket. We got to we can't let him sit back there. We're not going to be able to hold him long. So, that's how they impact you with that front seven because it is elite and it doesn't take but a second. And and I guess you know you did kind of answer this, but would you say that this is the uh, best front seven that Kirby has had at Georgia? No question. And they, and okay. they've had some really good players, but what what they've got. You know, they had Roquan Smith, and they had all these guys in that 2017 that played a national championship. And they had, they just were a really good group together. But individually, they weren't. Um, you know, th- those guys weren't. You know, you go back and look at that starting lineup. I think maybe one or two of those guys are still left in the NFL, and which is hard to believe. But you look at what they got. I mean, these are these are first round draft picks. What they've got up there. Jordan Davis is going to be a first round draft pick. Trayvon Walker, probably a first round draft pick. Devontae White, second round, probably. Quay Walker, linebacker. Many people think he could be a first round draft pick. So they could potentially be playing with four or five first or second round draft picks right now uh, mm-hmm. with these guys. And then you bring in Jalen Carter, who is a five star, who is sitting behind Jordan Davis. Um, and and I think George, I think Jalen Carter is going to be a, a first round draft pick next year. So you know, they they they're sitting there with a lot of a lot of ammo up front, and and it's big athletic guys. Well, let's uh, switch over to the offensive side of the ball and sure. kind of talk very quickly about the offensive line. Now, unfortunately, you know we did hear you know Tate Ratledge is unfortunately out for the rest of the year with a foot injury. Uh, can you tell us what you think? that they might do maybe, you know, against us, against UAB on the offensive line? Would they rotate another guy in? Or what, what, do, you, what do you foresee happening this Saturday? Uh, I think they're going to – because they, what they did Saturday night, they, they put their backup center who was actually hurt, uh, who couldn't snap with his right hand, but hmm. could play. So they took him and moved him to right guard. Now, I don't, I don't grade tape, so I don't really know how he played, but in the pinch, they had to have a player that had some experience now. Uh, they got a five-star left tackle, a guy named Broderick Jones. Uh, it's a redshirt freshman, one of the most highly recruited players in the country, big 6'6", athletic dude. They played a couple of reps, I believe. So my opinion, they'll probably take Jamari Salyer, who played left tackle, and move him down to guard and just bump the other guard over, Justin Schaefer, to take Ratledge's spot. And probably, uh, you know, I think UAB might see a kid playing on the left tackle. This is first collegiate start. Um now, I don't know if they'll do that the first series, but at some time on Saturday, I, I, I truly believe that Broderick Jones is going to play. I think he was number two rated offensive tackle coming out of high school for a reason. Big athletic basketball player, just freaky athlete when you think about, you know, lineman and SEC, that type of thing. So we'll right. we'll see, but obviously that's a that's an unknown. And I think that's a situation where 
you know, if you're UAB and you're going to bring some oh, yeah. pressure and stuff, you're going to you're going to put him in some spots to see if he can pick up those twists and those types of things, and uh, you'll you'll test him pretty soon to get in the game. Definitely, and you know, I mean, you you mentioned he's a big guy, five star, but hey, it lacks college experience. So hey, right. maybe that That's is right. something that UAB maybe can try to. Uh, kind of rush that side a little more and try some uh, different stunts. So that'll be definitely something that we'll have to uh, keep an eye out for Saturday. Um, also on the offensive side of the ball, um, I know that, unfortunately, Georgia had a lot of injuries on the wide receiver, um, you know, in fall camp and uh, leading up to Clemson. Do you, do you foresee anybody uh, maybe stepping up this game against UAB for the Georgia? Because I know it looks like they targeted uh, the tight end Brock Bowers the most um, yeah. in the Clemson game. Do you see maybe – Jalen Johnson stepping up, or who do you think can take that next step in, in the UAB game? That's a very good question. Who's going to be there? You know, but I know that I, they're going to take more chances down the field. They have to. Uh, yeah. You can't, you can't, you know, you can't, they may be able to suffer. Let's just be on. They may be able to, for lack of a better word, suffocate UAB defensively and keep this, uh, you know, yeah. once, they may can do that and win a game, you know, 20 to 10 or something, you know, without a lot of out offensive output. Now, um, with that, they've got to get back to to taking some shots down the field. And I think he starts with a guy like Arian Smith. I mean, here's a guy that ran a 10-100 in the national championships in track. I mean, he's a 10-1 guy. Um, I mean, he, wow. was in, he was in the 10 fastest guys in college uh, sports. So he went to Oregon and raced and, uh, he's a 10-1, you know, laser time guy. So that's a guy that would worry you a little bit uh, in space. And then they got some other players. So they are still a little bit banged up. I don't, I don't anticipate Darnell Washington back. I mean, that's a guy that you have to deal with at six foot eight. I don't expect him back this week. Uh, but Brock Bowers is a guy that obviously JT Daniels is, um, JT Daniels looks comfortable with. So we'll look at that. But I, I certainly think that Georgia's going to take more chances down the field and try to get their passing game more in rhythm. Uh, and then you got two guys, um, you know, two hammers, basically, and um, Samir White and, and Kendall Milton. I mean, you know, for Kendall Milton, you know, he ran over the safety for Clemson. You don't ever want – you don't ever want any mm -mm. – but, I mean, that kid had to have shoulder surgery today, and he's out for the year. Um, mm. running, running back runs you over and ends your year. You know that's a grown man coming at you. So, uh, right, it just kind of gives you the, 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 the power of those two big guys. So, Georgia can run the ball, but I think that you got you got to be able to throw it and you got to work on those things. So it'd be interesting to see how they attack UAB because I know defensively last week I was extremely impressed at how fast UAB seemed to be. Um, you know, they kind of fly they fly the ball. I, I felt like they gang tackled and um, you know they 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 smothered uh, Jacksonville State and and that's not you know that's a that's a that's a lot because I know I I know the rivalry between those two teams. I know the connections. I know that was a big game. It was a good crowd down in Montgomery. So. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how Georgia tries to attack UAB offensively. Definitely. And you kind of mentioned that, you know, about Georgia having to take shots against UAB. I mean, I think it's going to be, you know, on the UAB side, we're going to have to take shots on that uh, Georgia defense and try to, um, you know, kind of try and pick on that secondary if we can. I feel like they did a good job against Clemson. Um, but, I mean, we, we talked about that front seven of Georgia. I mean, hopefully Tyler Johnston can have a few seconds to hurry up and get rid of that ball or – like you were in. saying, yeah, or, you, you know, get them roll out or something. Yeah. You got to come in swinging and you got to, you got to just, um, you know, you got to take your shots and it is what it is. And and when you, it's kind of coach speak, but here's the thing, you got to be in this thing. You got to make this game somehow comfortable, somehow close in the fourth quarter. And that's what you got to do if you're AB and anything can happen at that point. 
You Definitely. just you don't want to be physically beat up. You want to leave this game healthy, and you want to get it to the fourth quarter, and all the pressure would be on Georgia at that point. Definitely. Well, Rusty, it was a pleasure. I just want to thank you again for coming on. Guys, if you're not already following Rusty Mansell on Twitter, definitely give him a follow at Mansell247 and give Dogs247 a follow at uh, Dogs247. And again, check out their podcast uh, with Jake Rowe, Kip Adams, and Rusty. They do a great job on the Junkyard Dogcast. Um, But thanks again, Rusty, so much for coming on. Um, And guys, uh, we'll be back to give you a recap on what happens down in Athens uh, with the Georgia Bulldogs and the UAB Blazers. Uh, But we'll see you guys next time. Go Blazers.